Hiya Gemstones, Emma here. Have you been craving a new way to support and interact with your favorite podcast team? Well, assuming that's us, now you can. Team Takes is on Patreon, and we would love for you to join us there. We'll have exclusive content, bonus episodes, and random meanderings from the weird and wonderful minds of Nick and Julie. You can find us at patreon.com slash takespod. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash takespod. See you in there. Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Scatter rose petals atop your bedspread and get ready to spread on that bed for its Anna Howard Shaw Day at 30 Rock. Or as Edison Lighthouse would sing, Love grows where Jack Avery goes, but loneliness grows for Liz. Having outgrown or devolved from lesbian yellow sourfruit, Liz, heretofore known as Jane Sadwoman, attempts to outsmart Cupid by scheduling a root canal on V-Day. Jack's box gets hot after meeting CNBC maverick Avery Jessup, played by the lovely Elizabeth Banks. Jenna copes with the loss of her stalker, Horatio Sands. Kenneth attempts to fill the void with boogers and hair theft, while Tracy has three lines. Stay tuned after the episode for a special epilogue by Blurg's artist-in-residence, Jean Bon Jovi, French Jean Bon Jovi impersonator. Let's Blurg, shall we? What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers! We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. Hey, Liz, my daughter's selling Valentine cookies for school fundraiser. Valentine's Day is a sham created by card companies to reinforce and exploit gender stereotypes. Evelyn, this is the lady I was telling you about. I like Valentine's Day. Tommy Redeker gave me a card. <laughs> Learn from my sexual misadventures, Evelyn. Last Valentine's Day, I watched my boyfriend Drew's mother-slash-grandmother die. I met Floyd on Valentine's Day, but he left me for the city of Cleveland. And forget about Dennis. That pervert would always just try to get me drunk. All right, so zero cookies. No, I'll buy some cookies, but not for Valentine's Day. Instead, these cookies celebrate the February 14th birthday of Anna Howard Shaw, famed American suffragette. Happy Anna Howard Shaw Day to you, Evelyn. Come on. A happy Anna Howard Shaw Day to us all. Now, if y'all remember from last week, I was completely confused about what episode this was. And surprisingly, it was great. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this was a fun one. What'd you think? It was very good. Yeah. I, like, am not in love with Michael Sheen on 30 Rock. I know he's intentionally supposed to be annoying, but, and that's what I thought this episode was, but so fun. Yeah. It was very enjoyable. He's even worse on The Good Fight. Good God. He's like supposed to be like a Rupert. He's terrible. Well, and he cheated on that uh, vampire. Yeah. So fucking annoying. That vampire. (laughs) That vampire. (laughs) But who's he with now? Somebody else. It's another. Well, he was with. Hot uh, women are attracted to short, funny men. He was with Sarah Silverman for a little bit. Oh, right. That was weird. That was strange. And then she won an award and then thanked him, which was gross. Like, thanked for what? What do you do? He must have great sex game. Is he on Masters of Sex? He might be. I don't know. He plays it in real life. Well, he's not even in this episode, but we... <laughs> yeah, which is why I was not looking forward to it, but now I am. And enjoyed it. I spent that whole time trying to remember who he was in this episode. <laughs> he wasn't. He, he wasn't there. <laughs> he's in there somewhere. Yeah, it's the site of his meeting. I did, I did some deep diving, but I didn't see anything about how they got all of them to do the ridiculous improv at the end. <laughs> and then my gut instinct is, ugh, I hate... 
whatever his name is. And then I'm like, but he's Ted Lasso. <laughs> Jason, so, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I can't even remember his name. It's not, It's but my gut reaction is, Bleh. and then I put a mustache on him in my brain. And I'm like, oh, Ted Lasso. <laughs> I mean, as soon as Olivia Wilde was like, we have sex like Kenyan marathoners, I was not in for either of them. But that's just a personal distaste. I don't want to know about anybody's sex life. It is And see, that's where we differ. But that in particular was rough. Nanya. Nanya business. Nice. Do not care. <laughs> Liz Lemon. So we open up and we get to meet one of Pete's kids. Surprisingly super cute. I thought they would all have like Crow Magnon <laughs> skulls, but she's V sweet. What was she telling that? It's my truth. He is an attractive person. He could go and get a hairpiece. I love Scat Addison. Do not be me this giant head. So she's making Valentine's cookies for a school fundraiser. And Liz, being the proper feminist that she is, <laughs> not really, yells out that Valentine's Day is a sham created by a card company to reinforce and exhibit, exploit gender stereotypes. Yeah, we were talking about satire a bit on our other podcast, Takes All Over the Place. And Liz is the perfect satirical representation of the traditional white feminist, where it's just like, I'm going to ruin this girl's day because I'm lonely. It's really hard not to. When you're ruin alone. children's days. When you're alone and like <laughs> you're thinking you're lonely, you can always yell at Downton. Evelyn. <laughs> Downton Abbey. So Pete's like, uh, Evelyn, this is the lady I was telling you about. <laughs> Evelyn's super in for Valentine's Day. This fucking sham dude, Tommy Ritiker, who's probably gay, gave her a card. That was sweet. She'll learn later. Oh, my God. Am I Liz? <laughs> Liz goes over the top. Learn from my sexual misadventures, Evelyn. Last Valentine's Day, I watched my boyfriend Drew's mother-grandmother die. I met Floyd on Valentine's Day, but he left me for the city of Cleveland. And forget about Dennis. That pervert would just always try to get me drunk. <laughs> Pete is desperately trying to shield Evelyn's eyes, ears, all of her, like... Ability to sense what's happening. All right, so zero cookies. <laughs> no, I'll buy us some cookies, but not for Valentine's Day. Instead, these cookies celebrate February 14th birthday of Anna Howard Shaw, famed American suffragette. Happy hour, ha- Anna Howard Shaw Day to you, Evelyn. <laughs> and then Happy Anna say, Howard Shaw Day to, to us all. Yeah. So Anna Howard Shaw really was born on February 14th, 1847. She was the leader of suffrage movement in the United States, even though she was born in Britain. She also believed that the only way to get the reason that they really needed women the right to vote is so that they could get alcohol prohibited. So she was not like a hero hero. Because the suffragettes weren't. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. Yeah. But what about the ones that are in the David Bowie song? Oh, man, thank you, man. Suffragette City. She also died before they got the right to vote. Suffragette City. What? sucks. She also died before women got the right to vote. She was a physician and one of the first ordained female Methodist ministers. Couldn't save herself. And died uh, unmarried. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Or as historians say, she was really good friends with her female friend. Hashtag friend. We're friends. They're friends. Her roommate. They (laughs) never say eligible bachelorette. (laughs) Right? They're like, she lived with her roommate for years. Yeah, she died a lonely old grizzled spinster. (laughs) With her roommate, Pat, by her side. (laughs) And their eligible friend, Nestor, living next door. (laughs) Pat constructed their house, and Nestor wrote poetry by the lake in garments that he fashioned himself. Gay, 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 gay. (laughs) We are terrible, terrible people. 
So Liz walks into Jack's office and he's deciding between which tie, lemon. Which one of these do you like more? Find more attractive. He, she finds the red, so he so immediately he picks the it. blue, <laughs> um, which I feel like her is subverting his Republican tendencies and knowing that he will reject whatever she picks and sliding him over to the blue liberal side. I don't think so. She has that goony partial Kenneth look on her face and is like, oh, what? I said red. <laughs> Sorry, I was distracted when you pulled out a blanket, but admonished me earlier for wearing a robe. <laughs> I also admonish you for taking your robe off. These are called clothes. I have on clothes. We are working. I am wearing clothes. It's not work when it's fun, Julie. Find something you love and you'll never work a day anymore. Find something you love and you'll be working every minute of the day for the rest of your fucking life and never getting paid what you're worth. Fantastic. Went, went, Julie, the part of Liz Lemon was made by me. So Jack's got to look great for the cameras because he's going on the CNBC show Hotbox with Avery Jessup of Overshop.com fame. Oh, oh no. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> he's asked Liz if she ever watched this. She's like, no, CBS, CNBC gives me a headache. I get all my money advice from PBS. Which was surprisingly prescient. It was like, where should I put my money? In tech stocks? Tech stocks or the housing market? Tech stocks, Foxy money bags. Tech stocks. <laughs> Get an NFT. Buy some crypto. Ah, uh, so I, I don't know if we're supposed to understand NFTs, but I don't, and I hate how much energy that they're using. I do like that just like random people are getting super rich. Good for them, but what's the point? And also like all that data mining. Ugh. I don't understand, but I'm mad. Puppets. Puppets. <laughs> so we're back in the office, and Jonathan is confirming Jack's reservations and wants to know if they'll be exchanging gifts. No. <laughs> Brutal. Poor Jonathan. What do you think Jonathan's gift to him would be? His body. We already knew. A song. <laughs> Let's move on. What song does he sing when he's being fired? Let go. It's not I Will Remember You, is it? Maybe. He's I like, will remember you. We'll doop She's like, what do you have to Valentine's Day plans? What about Nancy? So Nancy, played by a redhead. Sorry, Julian Moore. Is uh, out of the picture for the moment because she knows that Jack's here when she's ready. But after what we went through, her marriage, the way it ended, it's very intense between them. Like when you think there's one more stare, but there isn't, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa. <laughs> you guys ever that? any of my friends now when they're just like, oh my God, relationships are hard. And I'm like, <laughs> you're nice. Do you ever do that in your sleep, though? Like, you're not totally asleep and you step off something and you're like, oh! You're like, like, what is that? That is fucking weird. But that happens to me a lot. I'm like, oh! Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm alone, so I just look at me and go, mm-hmm. You look at the bags of chips that are on the other side of your bed. That's what I do. My computer. No, uh, computer, My phone. phone, AirPods, mints, <laughs> some sort of headgear. <laughs> I'm not like a bonnet person yet, but I do tend to sleep in my dance fix hat on a quite regular basis. <laughs> well, it gets so chilly. My room is very drafty. So I wear a hat and I wear my robe and I wear my blankets. And then I've got jewel cartridges everywhere. I know. Emma, I was like, how many times do you have to see Nick's nipples? And Emma's like, it's really funny because he puts all his clothes back on to go to bed. <laughs> See, but like, if I work the next day, for some reason, I'm just too exhausted to like zen out. But... If I don't work the next day, I'll just shimmy out of everything, put on my robe. Then I'll never go downstairs because I don't have to put back on clothes, and who knows where they are. You can't wear a robe around your parents? I wear a robe around my parents. But not if I'm wearing nothing underneath. <laughs> Julie, scandal. Put on some boxer shorts. I don't or- keep those up here. They're in the basement. 
I don't know. I don't care. I don't want to. <laughs> we're getting too dark and we're trying to stay light here. None of that was dark. <laughs> Brutal. And then he so, says, exactly, because for now, I just want something fun and easy. Frankly, I could use a win. We know how you what, feel, Jack. It's like, <laughs> what is, I, gosh, brutally, very much so. Uh, Liz is like, stop, dispense with the fucking euphemisms. Why don't you just call it what you is? You want some, uh, hey, and she does some <laughs> things with her hands. <laughs> he has such great delivery. It's just so good. When he's like, is that, is that sex, sex lemon? lemon? Well, I think she is even better when she's like, here's the way I do it. <laughs> Who's the lucky lady? So he's got three different dates across the city, and he hopes one works out. His system for contending with all of this is that at a at a point of time, Jonathan will call him, tell him he has a conference with Geneva. If I don't like the woman, I have an excuse to leave. If I do like her, I'll loudly tell Jonathan that I'm doing something more important. The woman is suitably impressed, and I'm guaranteed to see some underwear, perhaps with a uh, front clasp, a bra with a front clasp. Which is so weird because Jack seems like a hit it and quit it on the first date kind of person. Not like, I hope to see a bra. Well, he hasn't had sex for a while. That shakes your confidence. As someone who hasn't had sex in 47 years because of the fucking pandemic, <laughs> I also would probably see a bra and freak out. And not because they contain breasts. <laughs> so Liz has my dream Valentine's Day plans. I'm taking the, myself out of the equation entirely. Scheduled a root canal for February 14th. I will be spending half the day in twilight sleep. Then I will go home and watch the Lifetime original movie. My stepson is my cyber husband. <laughs> so Jack quips back with, uh, you are truly the Picasso of loneliness. Brutal. Or am I that painting elephant of being awesome? <laughs> Which I've never used in real life, but I would like to. <laughs> oh, goody. Here comes Jenna as Kenneth hey. is um, clipping Tracy's fingernails. Kenneth, yeah, Tracy doesn't get a lot of play in this episode. It's frustrating. It's okay. He's a star of lots of other episodes. Okay. <laughs> Kenneth, have any packages come for me today? No, Miss Maroney. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Valentine's Day is always a huge deal, deal for Maynard Roger Hoynes. That's my stalker. Has there ever been a Maynard who hasn't killed? I don't know. Maynard G. <laughs> Krebs, who's that? A killer. Is it? Probably. It is. No, I think he's on like uh, the Andy Griffith show or something. Killing. (laughs) So Tracy acknowledges that stalkers are a real problem in the celebrity community, but if Beyonce simply answered one of my letters, I'd stop trying to break into her house. Boy, that sounded just like him. Um... (laughs) It's just, you're on your fucking phone at work. I'm I was to looking for going. Maynard G. Krebs, which is played by Bob Denver, who played Gilligan. You probably don't even know who that is. We're at our jobs now, so there's some rules and regulations. So if you haven't heard anything from him, isn't that a good thing? Kenneth, the celebrity stock relationship is very... I'm sorry, do you want me to do, do your voice? Nope. She's sticking out her tongue all seductively. Little coquette. I said coquette, not coquette. Although a coquette, coquette. Kenneth, the celebrity stalker relationship is very special. Maynard's debilitating devotion validates how wonderful I am. But what it does say about me is if he's moved on, maybe to one of my peers, like Julia Roberts. She stares down both Kenneth and Tracy, daring them to fucking argue. They're staring at each other like, oh, God. Kenneth being always positive, I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation, Miss Maroney. (laughs) Um, so let's, 
adopts the persona of every closeted person in my high school during eighth and ninth grade. Hey, has anyone heard about any new sex positions? My girlfriend's visiting for Valentine's and I want to keep things caliente. Oh my God, Lutz, are you still pretending Karen exists? She's real. Would a fake woman have a personal website at jdlutz.com slash Karen slash proof? Which exists, and it sends you to the 30 Rock website. Does it? That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> oh, good grief. My cousin set me up on a blind date for Valentine's, and I just found out the girl is, well, urban. Are you saying she's black? I don't know how to get out of this. Frank's like, dude, just come out with me. You know that load with the messed up teeth who cleans the urinals? Yikes, yikes, yikes. She'll only go out with me if she can bring her ugly sister. Liz is like, wow, I can't believe you guys are letting Valentine's Day win. Not me. One word. Oral. Two words. Oral <laughs> surgery. I'm having oral surgery and skipping Valentine's Day. Doctor's orders. Sari floats on in, as she always does. Um, so Dr. Kaplan's office called. They want to know who's picking you up after your procedure. What? Yeah. So evidently, it's an insurance thing. Pete, all-knowing God, who has very cute progeny. Anytime you have anesthesia, someone needs to bring you home. Hey, that stuff messes you up. When I had my wisdom teeth out, I tried to get in the bath with my mom. How many times do you think Frank has had sex with his mom? He's so gross. It's over under five. (laughs) Over under five. She would not. I'm going to say over. No. She's like, is there any chance you can take me home? Pete has big plans, though. Every year, Paula and I rent this big suite up in Niagara. Then she takes the kids there, and I stay home and get wasted in my garage. Keeps the magic alive. (laughs) So now we're at the hot box with Avery Jessup. This is a fun-ass segment. I think we can all agree. Quick, witty, high-paced, yelling at someone else. Will you part of Avery or Jack? Ah, so many lines. I will be Jack. Welcome back. I'm here with Shineheart Universal President, Vice President Jack Donaghy. Thanks for sliding into the hot box, Jack. My pleasure, Avery. I'd also, also like to slide into your DMs and legs. Sorry. I will be taking some liberties. Nope. <laughs> also joining me, Walter Stein, whose bow tie tells us he works for some liberal think tank. And the food in his beard tells us he purchased a snack pack on the train from New Haven. Ooh, that had to hurt, Walter. Let's do the countdown. First topic, Prime Minister Win wants what week one, do we? <laughs> China needs to transition to a spending economy. After Dubai, what's the next credit crisis? The Baltics or women's tennis? Oh, yikes, brutal. Personal Do we need attack. a second bailout? Absolutely not. I love it. Try and get in there, beta dog. <laughs> I am trying. Who will be the next president of the United States? On three. Three. <laughs> Why, they didn't even count up? No, they just went three. Mavericks. Okay. Mitt Romney's oldest son. I thought you were going to do three again. Oh. Three. <laughs> Mitt, Mitt Romney's, Romney's oldest, oldest son. son just just by- <laughs> Mitt Romney's oldest son is Taggart, a.k.a. Tag, hey. played by Schmidt on New Girl. That's Tug. Tug. He's, He's Tug, Tug Romney. Right. <laughs> well, Tag is the real one. Tag's He's the real. oldest. Taggart, though. Yes. And then poor Walter signs like Dennis Kucinich. And she's like, okay, that's sad, Walter. It's just sad. Jack, back to you. Who's number one on your speed dial? Blackberry, Warren Buffett, iPhone, Jimmy Buffett. Favorite movie? Ty, The Fountainhead, or Uncle Buck? My wife and I just saw the yellow hanger. Just sit it out a couple sign, okay? God. <laughs> All right, karaoke go-to. Jack, hit me. Nitty-gritty dirt band. Oh, I rock the brothers. Halen, let's grab a drink after this. You read my mind. We'll be right back after this ad aimed at the elderly. <laughs> and then he whispers in Avery's ear, and poor Walter Stein has left his little liberal self all by himself. Poor buddy. 
So Liz is shopping around, hoping to God someone can take her home from the dentist. She's like, hey, Trey, I really need to ride home from the doctor's office on Valentine's Day. Line number two. Can't do it, Leela. On Valentine's Day, Angie and I rent a room with a heart-shaped hot tub and cook chili in it. Then we take it to a soup kitchen, and that's where things start to get sexy. That's disgusting. That's not the line. No liberties, Julie. <laughs> hey, Jenna, please tell me you haven't already concocted your usual Valentine's Day drama. Can't talk, Liz. I just got my stalker's work address from his parole officer, and I'm going to confront him about why he's ignoring me. <laughs> hey, Kenneth, are you free on Valentine's Day? No, Miss Lemon. <laughs> no, Miss Lemon, I'm sorry. I'll be attending an all-day abstinence rally. You're welcome to come. I think I got an extra gender neutralizing hood. Oh, no. Here comes the donkey attack. <laughs> when I get to getting. And he puts on a terrifying burlap sack that has, like, an opening for the mouth, but it's been, like, hand-sewn by a serial killer. Yeah. So Liz is like, no thanks. And then the janitor's like, hey, Liz. <laughs> She's like, hey, the answer is no. (laughs) Jenner confronts Maynard. He works at, I think, the same donut shop that the um, pregnant woman that Liz will try to steal her baby works at. What was that song? Rainbows and wishes and... (laughs) Cobwebs and rainbows. Yes, good for you. (laughs) Hello, Maynard. Jenna, you shouldn't have come here. What was I supposed to do? It's almost Valentine's Day and I haven't heard anything from you. Has the dog who gives you your orders died? No, Brandon's fine. Jenna, we need to talk. <laughs> I don't think I can stalk you. No, you don't mean that. Look, I have a new therapist. I'm taking my meds. I can't even see electricity shooting out of your head. Well, is there someone else? Is it one of those kids from Glee, isn't it? It's like, Jenna, please don't make a scene. I always knew this would end someday. I just <laughs> thought it would be with me in the trunk of a rental car. <laughs> Is that not it? It's very Eartha Kitt. After several quaaludes and getting her world rocked Uh, by Paul Newman. Juju as Eartha Kitt. (laughs) Liz, the doctor's office faxed this to you earlier. Hey, when are you going to set up that cool VIP lounge? Thank you, Sri. Whoa, 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 whoa. You shouldn't sign anything without reading it first. I made that mistake once, and I ended up NBC's artist in residence. Oh, okay. Give me it. I have an honorary degree from Monmouth University. Hmm. I, the undersigned, henceforth known as the alone, hereby state that on February 14th, I have absolutely no one in my life. You're alone on Valentine's Day? It's not about a date. I just don't have a ride home from the doctor's office. But isn't that the same thing? I mean, isn't it about having somebody out there? Yeah, I get it, Bon Jovi. It's already been explained to me. I, the alone, otherwise known as Jane Sadwoman, release Dr. Kaplan's office of all legal responsibilities, will likely die alone, eaten by house cats. Boy, this seems like a lot of unnecessary... Forget it. I am not signing this. I reject the idea that there's some stigma to being alone. All right, then what's the plan if you don't sign the release? I'll just tell them that my boyfriend is going to pick me up, and then after the surgery, I'll make a run for it. So you're going to invent a boyfriend on Valentine's Day? That is the lamest thing I've heard since this. I'm Tyke Mason, baby boxer. I wrote that. Hey, Jack. Who's this lovely? Uh, excuse me, Bon Jovi. I'm in the middle of a conversation here. Yeah, but you said to... Uh, th- thank you. I hate it here. 
So Jack's out to dinner with Avery or drinks anyway. He's like, oh, so where'd you go to school? So she went to Choate. Is that real? <laughs> it doesn't sound real. <laughs> yes, Choate is a real school. Choate, right. Andover, Exeter, very, very elite private schools. All right. So she went to Choate. Then Yale. <laughs> then two years in Africa with the Peace Corp. The Peace Corps? That's surprising. Oh, no, no. The Peace Corp. We drilled for oil in gorilla habitats. Of course, you know, I learned to talk gorilla when we work for GE Medical. We are going to we are going to test poisons on you. And I looked it up. Those are the real signs. He doesn't do them well, but it is we are going to test poisons, but it's supposed to be the little X's. He does like little bear crawls. So that really was the ASL. Crazy. Just did a terrible job. So it was more like we are going to test on you, right? It was like mumbling. Mm-hmm. Is that what happens for ASL users? I have no idea. I'm sure you're just like, what are they saying? Right? Instead of like mm-hmm. on you. Yeah, it would make sense that it's like mumbling. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking liberties here. I don't actually know what I'm talking about. Maybe I should be quiet, but that would make sense to me. So Avery has a type, and it is commanding salt and pepper types. Um, she doesn't know why, but she thinks it started when she walked in on her parents doing it the day Reagan was shot. Jack being very heaven. deep. I would she never is... analyze that. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> well, Liz always talks about her sexual origin story, so it makes sense that his paramour would also be into that. So then the fake phone call comes. Jack's like, hello. Jonathan's like, I'm calling about the made-up conference call with Geneva. I love having secrets with you. One time I ran over an old lady in Arizona, and I just kept on driving. <laughs> Avery is not into it. He does the whole, like, oh, now I'm doing something far too important. And Avery's like, okay, well, it's 3.30 in Geneva. So is your call with the hooker working the corner outside Rifle Spawn Bank? Nice one. Well, Thank you. well, it is February, and in Switzerland, that is a uh, night business month. So he's like, all right, I'm sorry. I forgot who I was dealing with. Just stay and have another drink. She's like, look at me, Jack. Look how my body goes with the stress. I don't need to be dealing with amateurs. Burn! <laughs> Aroused into it. No, you're not. I mean, like, kind of. It's like when you watch Victor Victoria, and you're like, oh, I could, I could find Julie Andrews attractive as a man. So now she's begging Frank for a ride home from the doctor. Are you free? Yikes. Um, So he's not. The cleaning lady finally agreed to go out with him. They're going to pick up some pierogies and then eat them at her husband's (laughs) grave. You thought you were much smarter than us, didn't you? But now you're in the exact same crappy Valentine's Day boat everyone else is in. She's about to get a real lesson here. But first, she's like, no, I'm not. I just need a ride home. It's different. How's that? All we want on Valentine's Day is to know that someone cares even a little bit about us. Aren't you looking for the same thing? In fact, yours is worse. If you don't get that toothpick, the infection will probably move into your brain and kill you. <laughs> She's like, yeah, well, if I die, my ghost is going to haunt you. And your ghost is going to see some disgusting stuff. I No doubt. <laughs> so now we're back in Jack's office. He's super excited. Lemon, look at this. It's from Avery Jessup. Ah, smart cracker. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say, but it wasn't that. Smart cookie? <laughs> Smart cookie. Because <laughs> she said it to Geneva time. The watch. Fresh. It's set to Geneva time. Last night, Avery saw right through my conference call. Today, she sent this. Hopefully, you won't make the same mistake again. That means any salt and pepper in Swiss French. <laughs> any salt and pepper will do. My salt and pepper. My salt fine. Ina. Ina Garten. She's hitting uh, the ball back, Lemon. Game on. 
Wow. Avery, two, two tennis references. Damn. <laughs> um, this is like, wow, Avery Jessup, she's hot. She was on Maxim's I'd Rape That 100. That's like a Nick joke that dies. And you're just like, why did she write that? I would never say that. <laughs> I might. I know. And besides being beautiful, Avery is smart and doesn't suffer fools. And when I eventually seduce her, it's going to be very satisfying. Gross. Well, I hope you enjoy your weird game of sexy one-upsmanship. Meanwhile, the male escort that I hired to take me home from surgery has had a chlamydia flare-up. So. Oh, Lemon, I wish I could help you, but I have to concentrate on Avery. Uh, I need a big next move, and you have to show tonight. So I've invited her to be my guest at the TGS VIP room. That's too many acronyms. That's too many letters. It's like when they tried to diagnose me with ADHD when I already had OCD, and I was like, I will not be your alphabet soup of neuroses. And then I didn't take my meds, and I turned into Maynard. A, B, C, D, D, E, F, U, into diagnosis. It sucks. Maybe I'm just bad at math. So Liz is like, we don't have a VIP room or VIPs. Yeah, John Bon Jovi. He's NBC's current artist in residence. What's that? A not stupid program that I came up with. <laughs> bon Jovi is under contract with us for a full year and scheduled to appear across a variety of programming platforms. Okay, fine. I'll set it up. Thank you. Because tonight she's going to get that Jack Donaghy A game. Or as I would Ooh. like to say, A game. She's, she's getting get my the Jack Donaghy A game. I hope she can keep her clothes on. Well, I mean, your hair looks very nice today. You should wear it like that more often. Oh, my. Well, <laughs> I never. Talk about Coquette. So, so Kenneth and Jenna, the unlikely duo of this episode, are paired up once more. Jenna's upset. Kenneth asks, is something wrong? Yeah, she's fucking crying, Kenneth. Be a person. <laughs> He's immortal. He's doing the best he can. Maynard left True. me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Look at this. It's the first letter he ever sent me. Jenna, I was in your bedroom last night. I left a gift in your toilet. You will be my bride someday. Oh, how can you be upset about losing a guy like this? Fair. Look, I know it's crazy. Maynard is a weirdo, but that weirdo loved me unconditionally. You know what I realized? He's the longest relationship I've ever had, except for Doug, of course. Please don't say what Doug is. Doug is my vibrator. <laughs> this is the worst Valentine's ever. She puts her I mean, head on Kenneth's chest. Maybe, or I don't know. I just feel like you should switch out your vibrator more than that. Like, I know it's not like toothbrush, but how long has she had that vibrator? It must have corroded by now. What's it made out of? I want the website. <laughs> it's Jay Lutz proof backslash <laughs> proof. <laughs> slash so not gay. I'm going to need to be the receptionist, so you have to be Liz. Okay. Hello, this is Elizabeth. She's on the phone, by the way, calling the doctor. Hello, this is Elizabeth Lennon. Because people I that just... are listening to this podcast have never seen any of these episodes. Then why are we reciting all the lines? None of it makes sense. Hello, really this is know. Elizabeth Lemon. I have a surgery scheduled tomorrow, and I'm not embarrassed to tell you that I don't have anyone to pick me up, and I will be leaving alone. Ma'am, you really need someone. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't need anyone, because I can do every single thing that a person in a relationship can. Everything. Even zip in my own dress. She uses her treadmill. Very sad. <laughs> You know, there are some things that are actually hard. Very sad or very uh, ingenuous? Ingenious. Ingenious. Ingenuitous. Whoa. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing, though. <laughs> ingenuitous. <laughs> you know, there's some things that are... I zip up your own dress, but it is a fucking pain in the ass, and I have used a clothes hanger before. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to do it. You know, there are some things that are actually harder to do with two people, such as monologues. 
Look, if you really don't have anyone, you can sign a liability release. Then you can leave alone. I'll fax it to your office. Great. Thank you for looking out for a sister in a feminist way. Not because you're black, although it doesn't matter because I'm black too. Nope. You're going to meet me. Oh, I am not black. (laughs) All of Twitter. (laughs) As a black woman, and it's tweeted from the wrong account, and you realize it's a white man. I've never seen that. So (laughs) the title of this scene is Bon Jovi Makes Liz Feel Bad. (laughs) (laughs) Jax, please, though. He's like, thank you for setting all this up, Lemon. Grizz.com, thank you for pretending to be bouncers. Dotcom's like, maybe someday we'll live in a world where you ask us to pretend to be scientists. <laughs> Burn. Burn. Bon Jovi comes in and Jack's like, John, thank you for coming. Oh, no problem, Jack. What do you need? Arena rock anthem? Power ballad? Actually, I have a date uh, coming by. So if you can come over at some point and say hello, that would be really impressive. Yeah, sure. That sounds like an appropriate use of my time and talent. Sari shows up, Liz, the doctor. She floats in. You have to use the proper terminology. She She glides. Liz, the doctor's office faxes to you earlier. Hey, when are you going to set up that cool VIP lounge? Burn, Sari. Burn. (laughs) So she's about to just sign it blindly, and John Bon Jovi's like, no, no, no. We'll just call him JBJ. Um, You shouldn't sign anything without reading it first. I made that mistake once, and I ended up NBC's artist in residence. NBC's AIR. She's like, How are you oh. going to breathe with no air? <laughs> but it's like, oh, What'd okay. you say? <laughs> that was a long, that song's from a while ago. Oh, I thought you said something like mean to me in your native tongue. Those are the voices inside your head, and this is my native tongue. So he's like, give it to me. I have an honorary degree from Monmouth University. All right. So Liz has a lot of different uh, <laughs> aliases in this one. I, the undersigned, henceforth known as the alone, hereby state on February 14th, I have absolutely no one in my life. You're alone on Valentine's Day? Well, it's not about the date. I just don't have a ride home from the doctor's office. But isn't that the same thing? I mean, isn't it about having someone out there? Yeah, I get it, Bon Jovi. It's already (laughs) been explained to me. I do use that line so often in my personal life. It's already been explained to me. Okay. Move on. Usually when I say something offensive and someone's like, that's not right. I'm like, it's already been explained to me. I'm away. Bon Jovi continues to read, I alone love you. I, the alone, otherwise known as Jane Sadwoman, (laughs) released Dr. Kaplan's office of all legal responsibilities, will likely die alone eaten by house cats. Boy, this seems like a lot of unnecessary. Forget about it. I am not signing this. I reject the idea that there is some stigma to being alone. It is a cause now. So what's the plan if you don't sign the release? I'll just tell them my big boyfriend is going to pick me up, less sad, and then after the surgery, I'll make a run for it. So you're going to invent a boyfriend on Valentine's Day. That is the lamest thing I've heard since this. Flash to TGS, Tracy is Tykemycin, baby boxer. I wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) Then John Bon Jovi does what he's told, strolls over to Jack and Avery, and is like, hey, Jack, who's this lovely little piece of uh, Excuse me, Bon Jovi. I'm in the middle of a conversation here. Yeah, but you said to... Uh, uh, thank you. I hate it here. I use that line all the time. It's not necessarily from the show, though. I know. It's all the rage these here. days, but this was a long time ago. The originator, yeah. I hate it here. So Avery's a little bit impressed. She's like, that was a lot better than your little conference call move. And Jack decides to get her a drink, and Avery decides to have a drink of his sweet body. Let's get out of here. Gross. 
So now we're at the doctor's office, Dr. Kaplan, if you're nasty, one of the uh, many providers of SAT prep books that I did not use. Hello, Elizabeth Lemon. Do you have your release? No, I don't need it because my boyfriend, astronaut Mike Dexter, will be picking me up on his motorbike. Mm -hmm. Take a seat. (laughs) So now we're in a a Maynard montage where Jenna is staring wistfully at Maynard for the window of his workplace. I don't know where I want to do an Irish (laughs) blurb there. I'm channeling Liz Lemon later in the episode. And I will remember you plays as she recalls all the times that he freaked her the fuck out. There's <laughs> photos of, that he took while she's sleeping that cascade into him taking a selfie with her unconscious body. Ends with she, her screaming. She opens the fridge door. It's all baby doll heads in the cleanest refrigerator in anyone's house ever. Ends with screaming. I don't remember the other ones. Then he uh, steals her hair. Oh, cuts a little piece of it off. Yeah. <laughs> Ends with screaming. <laughs> And then she imagines someone reaching out and grabbing her hair. Maynard? No. So Liz comes out of the doctor's office on fucking drugs. She's high as hell. You know, I don't think the Anastasia actually affected me. <laughs> oh my God, what are you doing here? And then she sees Drew Dennis Floyd. All AKA there. John Hamm, Dean Winters, and Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> Sans the mustache. It's a whiff. And they're all speaking in Jamaican accents? No, that comes Not later. Yet. That's a then. Drew's like, we knew you'd need a ride home. What do you mean we? You can't leave without a ride, dummy. <laughs> Floyd's here. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, you have some dried blood on your teeth. You're here. You're all here because you didn't want me to be alone on today. Oh, Floyd, I still think about what would have happened if I'd gone to Cleveland with you. And even you, Dennis, watching the color purple drunk was one of the funniest <laughs> nights of my life. Drew, so handsome, so, so stupid. Seeing all of your beautiful faces and Dennis's jean jacket, I know that I don't need anyone. But I do want to be loved. We all do. And if it didn't work out between us, it's just because I'm not finished becoming me yet. But I will find this love someday because I am the sailor on the sea of the human heart. Back to reality, Liz is just mumbling incoherently to the receptionist. Okay, this bitch is tripping her ass off. But what would we do with her? I got a date tonight. I say we order some pizza and lock her in for the weekend. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to start adding numbers until somebody picks up. She moves over to her plant. What's up, Bon Jovi? You love me, dude. <laughs> Avery thinks Jack is planning. It's up in the morning, and he's like, hey, do you want to grab some breakfast? You're sweet, Jack, but let's not pretend this is anything more than it is. I'm sorry? Look, despite what happened in the shower last night, I'm a pretty traditional girl. I mean, I want a husband someday and a family, and men like you don't. Men like me? That isn't fair. I want a family, a son I can throw a ball to, and when he's older, have power struggles with. Oh, I'm so sweet. And they say white people don't have culture. Look, Avery, I admit this isn't what I was looking for going into the weekend, but you're an amazing woman. And then the phone rings, and it's the receptionist's office, and Jack's like, Lemon, I can't. Okay, I, I'll be right there. I need to go. Avery thinks it's another trick, and she's like, I would be so impressed, insulted if I wasn't so impressed by your assistant. This isn't a trick. I have to pick up a hallucinating employee of mine from the oral surgeon's office. Well, at least that's creative. Look, cancel your walk of shame. Come with me in the car. Stride of pride, baby. Stride of pride. Ride of proof, stride of pride. (laughs) That was the most unifying experience of college when you would wake up on a blustery day, walk out, and see all your brethren 
like the Walking Dead, trudging back to their <laughs> places, most likely the dining hall to have some carbs. You know, a sense of community. <laughs> so so Kenneth has kindly decided to be Jenna's stalker. Do you remember what he wrote? Something about I'm going to eat your boogers or something. That was it, yeah. <laughs> and Jenna's like, oh my gosh, who did this? I don't know. I guess some weirdo out there loves you. Thank you, Kenneth. They hug, and then he, they, he gives the cheesiest grin ever, but it makes me smile. He's very cute. So now we're back at Liz's apartment. <laughs> Liz is horrified. What hotel is this? And Jack's like, if you keep an eye on her, I wanted you to turn down her bed. I was sure he was making this up. Liz starts petting her. Yes, you're a very pretty doggy. Hey, what do you think about Jack? Who, Jackie? He's the best one. I don't know what I'd do without him. Yeah, he's pretty great, isn't he? Then she sees a tree in the corner. That's very sweet. Bon Jovi. Um. Um, 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 um. (laughs) Starts making out with the tree. No, 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 no. Lemon. Time for bed. Which reminds me of Mindy Kaling. Time for bed. (laughs) Her little outro. It is also nice. Okay, I don't. But then maybe the listeners will. I do think it's nice that even in this drugs up state where she's looking for love, Jack is still platonic. He's there with hot Avery. Yeah, and Liz is cool. So now we have a little tag because if you're going to have all three of those guys here, you might as well make them work. So they're all wearing terrible nursing smocks, and um, you can do all of this. No, I can't. Shanice, what you got? going to do this weekend i'm dean winters in this who they gave the fewest lines because he can't do the accent who dean winters dean winters you don't know he just needed to look sexy (laughs) shall i go from the top since you interrupted me once yeah go for it (laughs) shanice what you going to do this weekend me going to rewall paper me powder room on Ooh, Ooh, girl girl. i'll do that okay (laughs) you need a boyfriend why do I need a man just to help me put up wallpaper? I'm an independent woman. Okay, okay Miss Ting. You're just supposed to be... I'm Dennis. sorry. Like, you set up the rules. And then I, you know. Just them, I know. And then I look like a bitch. And that's You're just not, not how bitch. it should be. Okay, Miss Ting. You see how she tried to act like she didn't want one? Uh-huh. You know she's going to come back in here crying when she can't kill a water bug. What do you want to order for lunch today? Don Cheeto on a bed of rice. Oh, no, no she, she did it. She did it. Happy Valentine's Day, no one. <laughs> I do always want to say happy Valentine's Day. Well, for sure. Yeah. Uh, because Rachel Dratch. Uh, Rachel Dratch lives on and on and on. Well, this is a pretty funny one. Yeah. Uh, We definitely say I hate it here all the time. Um, This does introduce Avery Jessup, who has a major arc. Spoiler. I like her on this show. I like her less in real life. Same. And I don't think she's the appropriate host for Press Your Luck. You need someone who's fun. It's a game show where they go, uh, big money, big money, no whammies, stop. Oh, no whammies. Yeah. She's not, not meant for that, but... Which is great here. It was nice to see Horatio Sands doing things. Not looking like Horatio Sands. So it's good. Let's head to the chat and let's uh, rate this mother trucker. It's a scale of 1 to 100. Anything above 90 is typically something that would be rewatched on a regular. According to Joy. Who is the master? (laughs) Gets it. Emma's still thinking. Send. 
<gasps> Emma and I tied with a 91. Nick out of his mind with a 97. <laughs> it was so fun. 97? I don't know. I'm doing this new thing in my life where I realize that so much pressure I put on myself is self-imposed, so I'm just not doing that, and I'm really enjoying things. What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. Maybe I enjoyed it more than I usually would. Makes it easier to please. That's true. This won't last, but enjoy. (laughs) Jesus. Just kidding. I hope it lasts. I don't know if you guys have heard, but this show's really funny. So funny. It's amazing. (laughs) So next week is Future Husband. Dear Future Husband. Well, if you even mildly enjoyed uh, our performances this evening, you can hear us talk about great TV shows like The Witcher, Brooklyn (laughs) Nine-Nine, RuPaul's Drag Race on our other podcast called Takes All Over the Place. Uh, Let us know what's going on in your world. We're excited to continue talking about this hilarious show with us while we continue to do half-baked accents and <laughs> the best we can. <laughs> Have a great week. Hope you got a good couple good laughs in. I felt like I had finished it, but I guess not. So I'll just keep talking. <laughs> so TV is great. <laughs> TV friends are more fun than real life friends. Even these two who I love dearly, but hope you watched some great TV this week. Catch up on 30 Rock. We'll see you next week for uh, our future husband episode. Ow. Emma, Emma has a husband. <laughs> Happy Valentine's. <Goodbye>. Happy Valentine's. <laughs> Blurg is a project of Team Takes, aka Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. Love you.